Who cares about your team winning the Super Bowl when your team could win the offseason? My name is Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously. We cover quarterbacks, and there are a lot of good quarterbacks this year. And the teams at the top of the draft, Washington, New England, Chicago, big teams with big histories. Listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. I don't hate that as much as I have weeks past. I have a sore throat, a little bit of an inflamed lymph node, so there will be a subdued tone to my voice. Dude, I'm sorry. You've known about this for hours. You didn't say a word before that, so don't play like <laughs> you're... Don't, you. don't play sympathetic to me on the podcast. <laughs> you, don't say... People believe when you say things like that. And my stupid father-in-law just hang up on me, thinking about burning that house down today. So <laughs> Good, 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 because it's not like uh, your mother-in-law also listens, so I'm sure she wouldn't say... I'll make sure I let him know when I do it. Oh, my God. Nope, not in the mood today, We're folks. Mr. Positivity, though, we're turning in that. I have some hobby down. positivity. Yep. You do a lot of hate about the family today, but I have a lot of <laughs> hobby positivity. God. My brother and sister are in town. Sister and her husband, sister and brother-in-law flew in today. Uh, that's, that's exciting. exciting. What are you doing with them? Anything fun? I don't have any idea. <laughs> no clue. What's the hobby fun that you have that you were excited about? I had a busy week. We could start with this. I had a busy week with uh, Mike the Collector this week. Had some major changes to the PC. When you say with Mike the Collector, you're talking about you or you're talking about someone named Mike the Collector? Because I know Mike the Card Guy. You don't know Mike the Card Guy? You know him from the app and he's been I, on. The- I know Mike Blake very well. Okay. When I say that, what do you think I'm actually, what do you think I mean? Well, that's why I'm clarifying that. That's why Did I'm asking that question. you listen to the whole sentence though? With Mike the Card Collector, had some... Mike, the collector, had some major changes in my PC this week. You never, you didn't get to the my part, but I, that's fine. I said the whole sentence. Carlos, but even if you, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Why does it matter? You could have just said, I was talking about me, or I was talking about someone else. You could just listen. I won't have to, <laughs> You want me to put you on the list of people I hate in my family this week? Because I will. Oh, I'm already there, buddy. You don't even realize. You, you've been hating me for a while now, but that's okay. Continue. Only in work stuff. I know. Only but in work settings. that's where we mostly interact, so that's fun. Okay, so... Mike Giuseppe, myself, yes, the collector, major changes, shakeups in the PC this week, which I actually get very excited about. So I still nerd out over PC stuff. I sold off the entire 1990 Marvel Impel set, had the SGC 10 set. I had 53 total slabs, cleared everything out, totally gone, which is actually, that was, I had worked on that project for about a year, year and a half. I just lost, I just kind of lost interest. That was like my way into non-sport stuff. And for a while, I was super excited about it. I did. I just totally, because I've been working on that sign of the time set for probably five or six years. I still get excited when I hit a card. The Marvel set had just lost its luster. So I just dumped the whole thing. Um, totally gone. The Did you comp it out? I'm just curious before you did sell it. I comped it out and gave the guy a pretty good deal. Okay. A lot of those cards are 20. I mean, the stuff is way, way, way down anyways. So. Well, that's why I was asking just because when I did, when I told you about like the Spider-Man being like 500 bucks right now and then the Iron Man being 300, the bigger names on there are still doing money as tins. Um, granted, I don't know if the SGC 10 and the PSA 10 are quite as close as they once were, but I do know if you get a 10 of one of those, you're more than paying for a box because I think a box now goes for like 500 bucks. No, oh, you're not paying for a box then. Because yeah, like the, like Wolverine goes for 40, 50, 60 bucks. Is it a PSA 10 or a SGC, SGC 10? Yeah, because all mine were all SGC. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, the Magneto's 50 bucks. The She-Hulk, $24. Like, some of these are super, super cheap. The, the Iron Man, I mean, the Captain America, the number one, 70 bucks. Oh. So, yeah, they're way, way. There's a few that have done really good. Even the Thor, 50 to 60 bucks. Man, that's a... That's so, the comps have come way, way down. I, again, I graded my way on almost every single one of those. I maybe bought five, but I graded every one of those myself. Uh, that's really cool, though. At least you got through a lot of them because there's like... Aren't there 200-something cards in that set? Or there's a... There are quite a few. Oh, if that's you a good like the comic cards. That's actually a good question because I was I was including all of them. Oh, that's a yeah, good question. You, you had a you had done a good dent in it, but there was still a lot of work to be done on that set. That's not like an easy set to complete, especially as tens, because that's the hardest thing to do. I had the uh, Stan Lee ten. That was at one point a huge card. Not so much anymore. Um, so yeah, it came and like I said, I just lost interest. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah, 162 cards. There you go, including the checklist. 162. Okay, correct. Yep. Yeah, I had fun with it. I was like, all right, time to move on. And then I'm chasing, so I'm still working on the football set, obviously. And I started working on those two 2023 National Treasures sets, um, Retro Ink and Definitive Ink. I bought three or four of those. I got the Carlton Fisk. I think I said some of this already. I got the Carlton Fisk, the Chipper Jones. I got the Raphael Palmero and the Sean Green. So I'm four out of 50 down. Let me ask you, have you exchanged, uh, bought or sold cards to anyone who used to be a baseball player? You're talking about the current third baseman for the Diamondbacks. Sure. I but, think he's still playing in the league. I think Evan Longoria is still the Oh, closer. I thought he retired. I thought I saw something that he retired in 2017, but I could be wrong. I had Googled it because I, when you were... So Mike is dealing with Evan Longoria and our DMs about some cards. And no, I, he played last year. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. A couple hundred at-bats. I had seen it and I was like... I, I just assumed like for some reason, this person must be related to Eva Longoria. <laughs> And obviously that was not the case. Are they not? You know, it's funny. I actually thought they were. Are they not related? Oh, I, I couldn't find any relation. I just realized he was the baseball player. So, yeah. So he was, I mean, he was a big time guy coming up too. Uh, he played for Tampa forever. That's how I knew him growing up, you know, as a kid or mm -hmm. younger, at least. So yeah, he released a video on Instagram the other day. Hey, is anybody looking to buy like slabs? Or maybe he even just commented that anybody looking to buy some cards. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, I'll take a look. What do you have? He sent the video. Uh, I ended up buying the Marco Luciano Speckle 9510 Auto and a Tatis. Uh, it was an in-person auto. It's a PSA 1010, auto grade 10, card grade 10 of a 2019 rookie. I paid 400 bucks. It was funny, though. The one, the one interaction, I was like, yeah, I'd take the card. I'll, like, I'll buy those, too. And also, it'd be pretty cool if, like, hey, we have a pretty big podcast. You want to come on the show for like one of these days and talk cards for a little bit? His response, sure, we can do that. Next response, the card part. I wrote one out of two ain't bad. Got no response. <laughs> then we just exchanged an email. I paid him PayPal gift, so hopefully it doesn't take me to the cleaners. So we'll see. Um, at this point, did you know that he was like a big card guy before you saw that? Yeah, because there's been a, like Topson releasing pictures of him like giving stuff to Corbin Carroll and getting Corbin involved. Okay. So I knew he was into, into cards. I just didn't know. Yeah, that was just like funny timing that he was doing that. And then Topps is like posting stuff about Corbin Carroll getting into it because, because of, of him. Longoria. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So that being said, Corbin Carroll is going to be on the podcast very soon. If the people at the ringer that we emailed about will get him booked. I mean, that's that's the other caveat to that. But did you ask him to get Corbin Carroll? Uh, Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I kinda... He might be at the spring training event next week. Oh, mm. two weeks. Two right? weeks. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be live from spring training somewhere right around the Phoenix Scottsdale area, the 20th, doing a big event with uh, Fanatics Live. So that should be fun. I don't know who's actually going to be there. Corbin might be. Oh, I didn't know you reached out about Corbin. I reached out about Evan because I was like, I well, saw that. Yeah. 
Um, be funny if he just writes back. So he comes on the show. He's like, I never sold any cards. <laughs> so I go to my Instagram and got hacked years ago. Um, great. Just took me for 400 bucks. I do wonder if we continue to see a movement in like, not only, um, I guess, baseball guys, but also football, basketball guys coming into the hobby and more vocal about it because that's just, I think fanatics as they push into that area, they will seek out the ones like we have, but we haven't, we don't have necessarily the reach that they, they do. So yeah, I, really I, cool. I mean, I like seeing it. Like, I just think it gets people a little bit more interested. So and like, I, I've been seeing more and more guys pop up from eBay, like, Oh, Hey, look at this guy who just bought my card. And it's like the guy bought his own card. Yeah. I, so that is yeah, cool. I think it's neat. Um, all right. Well, the rest of the show is going to be interesting because we do have two guests coming on the, we mentioned this last episode about doing the breaking style thing. Do you want to uh, wait and talk about that with our breaking guests or do you want to talk about that now? Cause I, I will follow your lead. Okay. Yeah. You, you call it the I'm, I'm breaking, either way. The different breaking styles we wanted to just kind of oh, address yeah, a little yeah, bit yes, yes, yes. because sorry. I thought this is not only good for like new guys into the hobby, but it's also like something that I think there's a, there's still room to expand this category. That being said, I tried to like do some research, see if there are other breaking styles that, aren't as well known. I'm really curious to see what you, what you have, like what styles I've got a list that we can either do that. Or if you just want to rattle some off, we can do it that way too. Yeah. So like your two main style of breaks, a PYT, pick your team, pretty young thing, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I prefer this ladder, but okay. All right. I bet you do. Um, <laughs> pick your team is literally as it states, you go in and select. So each team is priced differently based on the amount of hits, the chase is available. You go in and pick the team you want, you pay, you get all those cards. The flip side of that would be a random team break. Those are the two most popular by far. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, we got to get uh, $900 out of this product. There are 30 baseball teams. Each spot is 30 bucks. So whereas in a PYT of that, in this you know hypothetical, mm-hmm. the Yankees might be 95 bucks by themselves because they have a lot of big hits. The Marlins might only be 15 Well, in a random teams break, hey, now everything is the exact same price. For 30 bucks, you get a shot to get one of the big... You could still get a cheap team, but you get a random team assigned to you. You would then get all the the cards belonging to that team. Those are the two major and by far the most popular. Now, there was um, a video. I'll have to find the guy's name. He's pretty popular, I know, but I I can never remember. He uh, posted a video, I think today, comparing... He said, like, he has no win, but it's sometime in the future he thinks that breaking will be regulated as gambling. Oh, P. Ryan. I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So P. Ryan posted this. I actually thought it was a reasonable take. He's like, not, not against box breaking, but there needs to be regulation. I mean, there, there is starting to be, be some of that now with Fanatics. I also don't think it's a coincidence that Fanatics owns Fanatics Sportsbook now. Oh. They're a legally licensed, registered gambling site. Absolutely. So, But when he said that, it also made me think, though, there are some forms that we, you would I guess, consider more of a gamble than others, right? Like a Raz would be considered that where, you know, there are Raz breaks where they may sell off a hundred spots and then they'll do a random to pick 30 numbers. And of those 30, those are the, or of those hundred, only 30 people are actually going to have a chance to be in the break. That obviously is a very big gamble. I, and most companies are not allowing Razzes, sure. but a pick your team and you're doing like a, say a, case break, it's not really as much of a gamble to me because you're almost 100% guaranteed to get a card in most products. Like if it's doing an entire case, so it's not like something very small, uh, limited amount of cards per box, but that doesn't seem as much of a gamble to me. So I feel like there are, there, 
Like everything, there's shades of gray. Yeah, I mean, so a good example of that is this week, Topps Luminaries came out. It's one card per box, 12 cards per case. That's it. So even with that, my thing is like, yeah, we'll do PYTs. Like I did a break yesterday, and then we just said, hey, we're going to mark the break up a couple bucks a spot because we're going to send out everybody a free pack of something. Oh, um, okay. You know, but again, like that's one too. I just prefer to do super cheap style stuff. So yes, everybody's going to like 29 out of 30 people in a single box break are going to get absolutely nothing. But you know that going in, it's cheap. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, we're doing one full case PYT of that stuff. And I told Eddie the same thing. Like, hey, like, we'll take care of, especially the new guys, like, take care of people as much as we can. Because best case scenario, 18 people skunk. Worst case, you get double ups, you get 22 people that skunk in that product. So yeah, you got to be, again, it's just all about the product breakdown and the style. The other thing we did, like we did yesterday with that, is we put a box of Bowman's Best with it. You're only going to get one person to get a hit out of Luminaries because it's one box of that. Oh, that's smart. But at least with Bowman's Best, you at least get some autos. Other people will also get a hit, which to me is is takes the sting away a little bit. I guess the only thing, too, I'm ready to cut my throat out, by the way. I've had it's, three bottles of water. It's hurting that bad? Yeah, I've had three bottles of water since I've been in here, just to be clear. I will say, like, the guy is over here, like, literally holding his <clears throat> mouth to the side so that it will sit on the hurt spot in his mouth. So if anybody is listening and they are questioning whether his throat actually hurts. Oh, go play in traffic. I don't really care. <laughs> go question your life, you idiots. Um, he's, got a response. I, he's lucky. He's family. I would just rip him apart right now. Um, so what are we talking about? We're Should, talking about the breaks. Um, oh, oh, here's the other thing, too. Uh, this is another area, though. The kid thing is interesting. This reminded me of that. Of a, of a story that also broke recently with kids. This guy, Trees Collectibles. I sent you this link last week. I forgot to talk about it. He literally got in trouble for like talking inappropriately to minors on social media, not oh. related to cards, but he, yeah. he is a card dealer. And I th actually think the community's done a really good job, like really outing this guy, getting him thrown off eBay, everywhere else, which good. Like if you're yeah. a scumbag, but then it became like, well, yeah, we got to protect our kids. And like, hey, what is the hobby doing to... So that came up. It also came up with the P. Ryan thing about like, hey, kids getting into box breaks and all this stuff too. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, yeah, if somebody is like inappropriate, like go nuts, throw the throw the book. I don't care. They literally can play in traffic. Go go crazy. Do whatever you want to get them out of the hobby and out of the real world. I also, though, my initial reaction with all this stuff, and this came up for the breaking thing too, was like, where are the parents? See, okay, I am so glad you said that because yeah, that's and, all and, I was thinking yeah, and, too. And, and, and like, that doesn't mean that there's no responsibility on everything else. Like if I'm going to a card show, I, I think there should be security. Like we, we, there have to be reasonable measures taken there as well. And my kid's not big enough to do anything. Like today was literally the first time he's sitting up on his own. But my whole thing is that like, and even like I've, I've been watching some of these, like they show up on my feed, like these, these, uh, the congressional hearings with like TikTok and Facebook and oh, Instagram. Yeah. I feel the same way there. Like the, my kid will only be exposed to the things I want him exposed to until he's older and sneaky enough to get out and get around sure. that. But even then, so I'm like, if I see my kid buying into box breaks, either I know about it or he's not going to do it. So my thought when he said that, because he was comparing it, you know, protecting the kids because it's like gambling. Sure. And I'm like, I get that. But okay, are we not? It's the exact same situation. A kid could just as easily take a credit card and buy into, you know, uh, fantasy whatever, or something on one of the, the pages where you're betting whether a team wins, loses, whatever the case is. That's gambling, right? Well, if they can do that, why can't they buy into box breaks if you're okay with one of those? You know, like, obviously, they're both wrong, but they're both, like, kind of the responsibility of the parent. 
I, I just, I honestly feel like that about all of this stuff. And again, I'm not, it's not to say like this tree situation. Yeah. Go after him, like legally prosecute him, which I think he is. That's great. By the way, I'm not, but I'm also just like, and because it came up too on our big reel the other day. And a, a bunch of people said this when we share the thing from Jeff shop, Cards oh, yeah. HQ. Hey, do the kids know they're being filmed? Like what's going on with the kids there? The, I mean, at least in Tennessee, there's disclaimers on shows. Like if you go into a place mm -hmm. and it's stated that, Hey stuff, and you, I don't want my kid being filmed. Well, then I don't go to that place. Yeah. It's the same thing that was like being on ESPN. I, and I brought this up too with some of the commenters. I was like, hey, if I go to a baseball game with my kid and he ends up on ESPN, well, yeah. like that, that's on me. I know there's cameras there. If I am that staunch against him being on camera for any reason, yeah. then I don't go to a place that has allows allows video to be taken. So I think there's like this balance. I do everything you can to protect the kids. I'm all about that. But I also am like, at the end of the day, my son... Like, I think you feel the same way. Your daughter, it's it's up to us. Like, and your kid's been to the car job with us. Absolutely. Like, multiple times. I don't just let, you know, you don't, I say I, because I was in there the one time with her alone and I was just watching her like a hawk. Sure. You're the same way. Like, if she goes into a car job, yeah. okay. Like, I, I know what she's going to do. I know what she's spending her money on. It's not to excuse the action. Go after all the scumbags you want. I, I'm all for that. But I'm also like, yeah, where, where are the parents? That I, is my number one question anytime anything happens with a kid. And I completely agree with all that. I do think that every, you know, company has some kind of responsibility. But at the same time, it's like that where do we draw the line? Because this we are going to make mistakes. There's every parent's gonna fall short and a company, someone has to be blamed, right? I don't think that's the case. Like you wanna blame someone, but uh, I don't know. Something's happened. Some things like a kid gets a card and they go and buy something like, or not even a kid. It's just like, there's ha this hobby has turned into everybody has to be blamed for everything that could possibly happen. And it's just like, where does it end? I, I don't know. Like that whole like kids on camera thing. I was like, I get it. But unless I want to put a mask on my kid, then what are my cho choices at this point? Don't go to a shop. Like that's, that's like that's that situation. I mean. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. And, and if that's how you feel, by the way, I'm not criticizing. If your parent does it, no problem with that. But I do, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, this is the world we live in. It's also not going away. Like people make content at every car show. There's 300 cameras. That's the world we live in now. Like, uh, you know, and again, I'm all for people outing these guys. Um, Cause I, I wanted to mention the guy by name too. I sent it to you. I got to find it. I think it's like the car. I think it's the cardboard life actually. He shared the story with me about that whole tree. Great. Like he's, he's done some real serious research going after the guy. I think Dan, the card may mention it as well. I think there's absolutely the need to still make sure if there's like an absolute, just terrible person. Yes. They need to be outed. There's no question, but I just think we, yeah, this cardboard, this underscore cardboard underscore life. I mean, all for it. I think he did a great job. He even mentioned a few times in there too. I'm a parent first. I totally agree with that stuff. But I do start to think, okay, there's limits to that. Not with that situation. Limits to that when it comes to card shops, going to card shows. I just expect now, anytime I'm in public, somebody is filming for some stupid reason all the time, no matter what. I just is how I feel. So I think you have to just be very, very careful anywhere. And when Teddy's old enough to go out, little T, and go to shows, same thing. Like, hey, we'll try to be aware of it. But especially when 10 years, by the time he's going to card shows with me, I mean... The cameras are going to be 10 times what they are now. So well, I just think that's where we're at. It wasn't until recently, actually, that Sam even was okay with me posting pictures on social media with Charlie in them. Like, And I stopped doing it. Yeah. Like a couple guys made comments, like really creepy personal stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Because if you pursue this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go south real quick. So I was like, fine. That's the sacrifice. So you don't get them involved. So what other kind of breaks? 
Yeah. We kind of like went off on a tangent. I, don't care, there, I, I wanted to address did. that though, because that was yeah. a big thing that just came out. Like you got to be careful, man. Absolutely. Um, okay. Other break styles. Yeah. Go so we talked about PYTs. We talked about team. We talked about individual. PYT and random teams. Those random are the two teams. Big ones. Yep. What about like um, uh, a serial or a hit? Can you describe that? Okay. So serial number breaks. Uh, for example, we've run this with luminaries. Um, you sell spots. Again, usually it's random though. Zero through nine, you buy a spot, you're guaranteed zero through nine. One of those numbers, randomize it. If Jesse gets the two spot, any card, the left side serial number that ends in a two would belong to Jesse. So two of 10, 12 of 20, 22 of 50. Ends in a two, you would get that. The zero spot would get anything 10 out of 10, 20 out of you know, 99. Again, if the last number on the left side, that's a serial number break. Hit draft is actually... See, Hit Draft, I think, is interesting with both products that came out this week, with Flawless and with Luminaries. So Luminaries, let's say we're going to sell each box for $350 a box, one card, 12 boxes a case. A Hit Draft would be 12 guys put up $350. We open the entire case. You can do it before or after, but I like to do it after. You open the entire case. Here's all 12 cards. Now, just like a fantasy football draft, we randomize the names. Whoever comes out on top gets the first pick, the first hit. The nice thing about that is everybody's guaranteed a hit. The downside, it is expensive, and a lot of guys are going to lose out, but there's no total skunk. See, I actually will do this with Flawless. My Flawless cases won't be here till this weekend. I will do this with all the Flawless breaks. I would much rather do that with Flawless, although Flawless is a lot cheaper, mm -hmm. so you can do PYTs. But I like hit drafts because everybody is getting something. I do like that. I've been wondering if I should do like a hit draft on... The only problem is... It's expensive, though. Now I you know. get four spots instead of 10. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's... Because that's it, how I've been doing the pop centuries, the mm -hmm. serial breaks. I've been wanting to come up with another style, like another option to do it. But it is one of those things where since there are only four cards, then the boxes are 250 bucks. It's like... See, that's the, the other thing with me too is it, how many guys are reasonably going to make their money back? Mm -hmm. That's So when Flawless, one to, one to two guys going to do really well. A couple guys will be close. Everybody gets murdered. That would be my only question with pop century. Mm -hmm. What percentage of boxes have a card worth more than 50 bucks. And so that's why I've purposely kept it at cereal for now that's because what I do it like keeps the pricing low for everybody, yeah. no matter what the, um, that was like another, uh, thing I wanted to work in here though, is like the situations where some of these breaking styles work better. And I think it's like very product dependent. Yeah. It definitely depends on a product because one of them is not going to, you don't want everybody or a vast majority in a break to come out either skunking or getting much less than what they could have gotten or, uh, or what the, the price that they paid for the spot. Sure. The other one real quick, and then we'll let Nick and Nick's from break comps and the new site. That's kind of, I actually like what they've been doing on social media, uh, random players. When you see a lot as well, same mm -hmm. thing. You literally take a list of all the players that have hits in that product. Like with Luminaries, it's a perfect example. Do an entire case. You get assigned a random player in that case. So it yeah. keeps the cost way, way down. You can also do pick your player. Again, only problem there is with a, pro with a product like Luminaries, a lot of guys will skunk, but it's also super, super cheap. So I do like that as well. So. I have seen like alphabetical ones as well. Like where it's- Oh like yeah, a random last name letter. Yeah, if random- I get the last name S, or if I get the letter S, anybody with Smith, Suzuki, whatever would be my hit. So I've, yep. I've, I've seen them do that like with Darth Vader or like with Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. But yep. I, there's a, a couple other ones out there that I've seen. I, I don't know the- if you're doing like non-sport, if you ever do Pokemon, you guys will probably know they'll do it like energy base and then they'll do a trainer spot as well. So you've got like uh, multiple spots, but then it's divided up which kind of Pokemon you get. Um, oh, UFC and WWE. Oh, UFC does uh, uh, weight class, weight division. Oh, do they really? That's a yeah. lot. That's like a random weight division or a pick your weight division. Yep. 
I do. Pick it, your conference, like for schools, for college, you can do. It makes me think that there, there are breaking styles that we have missed or just haven't thought of yet that would be fun to incorporate that would not add too much more of an element of gambling. Because that's my whole thing is like everything, like say you bought a, a storage locker, that's that's gambling to some extent, but that's not regulated. More than likely, that's not going to be regulated. So I do, I'm okay with a, a sense of chance in things that I do, but I don't like it to be purely a gamble. That's why I like with the cereal break with pop century, knowing there's only four cards and we sell 10 spots. That's why I, I changed it. Cause I didn't like, I didn't like not sending guys something. So now everybody gets a thing, but yeah, I, I want to continue to work on that. If guys have ideas or, or they already implement, or they know of other break styles, I'd love to hear more about them. All right. We are back with Nick. Uh, I was going to say his last name, Dude, but I don't, don't know if you want to say his last name. Nick, Nick what's your social? Break comp. Do that real quick. <laughs> break comp. Nick is here with us today. We're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing and why we. And why people hate him. That's why I want him on the show. Yeah, Nick, what's one the to deal? ten. How much do you feel you're hated by the hobby as a whole right now? One being everybody loves you. As a ten whole. Ten being you're the worst person in the world. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I don't think it's all that bad, to be nice. honest with you. I think it's just a few cases that stick out that, uh, but you know, being hated isn't, isn't the worst thing either. <laughs> There's no uh, such thing as bad press. To break up. So, hey, let me ask you this then too. So break comps, obviously a fairly new social handle. Uh, what is, what it, I guess if you can kind of give us the elevator, elevator pitch, what it does, and then kind of why you started this whole thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, breakcomp.com is a, is the website I consider it's, uh, uh similar to a kayak for the sports card breaking world where uh, collectors can compare prices for breaks. You can search by set, year, breaker, uh, anything else you can think of. And then uh, we're also giving uh, data on uh, social media as well. Uh, social media handles or uh, break comp cards. Facebook, Instagram, and uh, X. The reason we start, I started this, I felt there was a need uh, for uh, a database for to aggregate prices amongst breakers, to bring it all in one place, and kind of got the idea from the card ladder market movers idea with the database for for cards uh, graded and raw cards. Uh, just felt there was a need for that. Is this just you or is it like a team of people doing this? I, I do have a tech team working on it and uh, I do have a business partner that I worked on. Um, we actually uh, started and exited from uh, a site called uh, skipta.com previously, which was a closed loop social networking site for medical professionals. So it's just me and him and we have a tech team as well. And so when you get this data, are you literally just like scouring these uh, websites or pages for the information or is it provided for you? How do you guys do this? Is it all manual process? It's, it's a lot of manual work right now. We're incorporating tech into it uh, as we speak. Um, a lot of breakers do send us uh, their price listing, which makes it uh, a lot easier on us. But uh, yeah, we're, we're searching for pricing, uh, sort of monitoring uh, social media sites, uh, social selling platforms, website, anywhere you can think of, really. How up to date do you keep the information for for a breaker? Because, like, for instance, I went to like the SCN breaks page, and I wasn't quite sure like when was last time that information got updated. So, yeah, I, I, I'm curious how how often you're doing it. Sure, it really depends on uh, on the product. If it's a real hot product, uh, 
we're, we're kind of doing it every day. Uh, for instance, Prism Basketball releases next week. Uh, that's going to be a really hot product. So we're going to be updating that uh, every day. But there's some products that uh, it, it really depends if there's a lot of breakers breaking the product as well, whether it's a hot product or not. So what are some of the reasons why you've gotten some, I guess, negative feedback? Um, I, I, I'm just guessing here. I, I'm thinking they weren't happy with the way their high, their prices were, were on the high side on the bottom of the list. And I'm guessing they didn't like to see it, um, that high. It didn't look good for them. Uh, you'd really have to ask the other individuals, but, um, they kind of accused us of the data being wrong and, uh, which simply wasn't the case. And I, I think we provided, uh, evidence to the contrary. Yeah, I, th I think in a lot of cases, right, like PYTs have always been a great way for breakers to just totally disguise pricing. You know, random teams is pretty simple. Like, hey, it's, it's $100 a spot, 30, 30 spots, it's 3000 bucks. Whereas in a PYT, I could easily make that 35 3600 And there's no real way to track unless you go through the data, which most buyers don't want to do because they just want to make sure they're getting the team they want. It is interesting to me. Me and Eddie were talking about this, Eddie over at SCN Breaks. And I was like, you know, my goal is always to kind of be in the middle point. Like I'm, I'm never going to, we're never going to be the cheapest. I, we're just not. Eddie's got an operation he pays for. I do too. Like it just is what it is, but it's wild to see some of the, and I almost give a pass to some of the smaller guys. Cause I'm like, man, if they're buying like direct from blowout, they're not getting stuff allocated, but they're still, but it's funny. Sometimes like the bigger names are the ones that are way high anyways. And it's like, cause they can be, yeah. like, they have such a fan base. They're just so ravaged. They're just like, it does. As soon as they post, things are going to sell out. So I do think it's interesting to see just in plain, like black and white, here's the number. And hey, this guy is like, there's actually a guy on here selling. We were number five on the list, four or five on the list for luminaries PYTs. Mm -hmm. There's a dude on here selling it for a thousand dollars cheaper a case. Jeez. And I was just like, good for him. Like, honestly, I was like, good for him. I would never do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not working for that cheap. I just won't do it. Like, I just, it, wow. sorry. Yeah. But I'm okay seeing it there too. I don't mind seeing our price, but I do think it's one of the first times we've seen any sort of like, Hey, here's what guys are. Here's what guys are charging. Yeah. You know, it's, well, I think it's a good thing. And Nick, like just because they're on here does not mean they're necessarily vetted or, or you can vouch for them. Is that accurate? Or would you, do you guys do any kind of background on these guys? We, we can't vouch for them, but we're not going to just put somebody on there that doesn't have some kind of history of breaking. Um, a lot of the times, whether there's be on a social selling platform, the platform in a way it kind of does the vetting for us. Um, and they usually have feedback that we can see. Hey, hey, real quick, Nick, to that point, what platforms are you, are you pulling pricing from? I know, like I see a bunch of the Fanatics Live guys, ourselves included. So I know you're pulling from Fanatics Live. Where else do you get the info? Sure. Social selling platforms like whatnot, Facebook groups, that, that's big. LinkedIn uh, websites is another big area where we're pulling uh, data from as well. Okay, nice. So it is kind of like across the board. That's good. Yeah, not too much. Not too much on TikTok. Uh, the reason that is not too many people really list the pricing ahead of time as buy now or anything like that. We're we're kind of dealing with buy now pricing uh, to uh, to track the data. Uh, what what not seems to what not sellers seem to not uh, list the pricing ahead of time as well for the most part. Link, or uh, Fanatics Live is great about that, though. Love the Fanatics Live platform. 
the thing about this idea is it's something that I know has been needed. Like uh, Happy John has many times said, you know, he wishes like he could go out to the Fanatics Live site in search for a product that he's looking for or a certain type of, of break that he's looking for. I think this is a very handy tool. Do you see this being something that like you can maintain and keep going as like a total aggregate across the whole breaking community? Because I would be shocked if say fanatics live or, you know, loop or any of these other breaking platforms don't try and institute something similar at some point. Yeah. I, I, I think our ultimate plan is to kind of combine everything, aggregate everything all together. And I think we could add value to like a whatnot or even a fanatics live platform because we'd be bringing them customers as well. Um, yeah, we, we kind of want to aggregate it uh, all together uh, even more than what we're doing now. I'll tell you right now, though, I, I'll be honest. I, I think in a perfect world, that's true. I've, I've sold on whatnot. I've sold a bunch of different places. I don't think anybody else would have any interest in this. And this is actually credit to you. I think a lot of people actually run from the transparency. Dude, if you get on TikTok, whatnot, some of these like the wild, wild west, I, they don't want this. Oh, you think some they of purposely biggest, don't? No, some of the biggest sellers on those platforms are garbage when it comes to pricing. Well, if you made it that transparent, I think it'd be an issue for them. It would affect numbers. I will say, that could say be what you true. Want. I know some guys don't like Fanatics Live, Fanatics in general, whatever. First of all, with us, they've been great to deal with. I, I'll just say that right now. We sell more there than we ever have. And, and I will tell you this. We have meetings at times about pricing. And it's very much like, hey, here's kind of a rough idea on the ceiling you can be at. We don't need people price gouging. Mm-hmm. And here's an idea on the floor as well. I actually could see Fanatics trying to do something like this, like either whether it's, you know, using your data, their own data, whatever. But I do. I think other people would run from it. because, like, hey, here's the three sellers we promote the crap out of. Oh, by the way, their pricing is absolute garbage. Well, and I'm about to compliment the site. And before I do, though, I just want to clear this up for the audience. You're not paying us to do to do this by any means. This isn't like a puff piece or anything. Oh, hang on a minute. Do you I wanna, know, we no. should have already worked this out. I mean, to be fair, but... <laughs> That's on you. That's on you, bro. Um, but besides the point. Oh, and any, just real quick to that. It's not a puff piece either. By the way, we have never been. This is like the first time SCN has been top 10 in cheapest price. Oh, you are? Oh. The well, only time. We're, okay, we're, maybe we're it never, is a puff piece, No, no, people. I'm saying, though, we never are. And I've told Nick this in the past. I don't care how bad it look makes us look or how good it makes us look. Our pricing is what it is. I don't care. Well, the what I was going to say, though, is like what I like about the site is not just necessarily for the break pricing. I like that I can go on here and see who's breaking what product and like what breakers are are breaking. You know, like the fact that I can search by pricing, the fact that I can search by breaker, by sport, those are actually like really handy tools that sure. I didn't know that you guys even had until I just went to this. Again, I am doing such a phenomenal job of promoting this. Like, where's the check, bro? But seriously, that is really <laughs> handy. Yeah, we, we kind of let the data speak for themselves. Yeah, we're, we're not doing any favors to anybody. Uh, any break or anything like that, uh, the data speaks for itself. My biggest concern though, is going to be like keeping stuff up to date. Like I wish there was like dates on some of these things. Like I could see when the last time it was updated. Um, that way I kind of have an idea of like, you know, SCN breaks may be on there, but maybe it hasn't been updated for the last like six weeks or whatever the case may be. Some of these breaks, like there's product that may have been out for a little while and it was a very popular product. So they continue to break it, but they may have long since updated that pricing. 
I, I don't know. Something like that would be would be handy for me as the consumer. My fear is a conflict of interest eventually. That That is actually the only thing I'm curious about. Because I know you guys have mentioned, like, hey, if you want to advertise. Because you guys made the, like crazy uh, rounds on YouTube the last few weeks. Either you were on people's show or people just talking about you, which I think is good. Like I said, bring attention to it. I like the tool. It's why you're on here. But I do, like, that, that is always a fear of mine. As soon as somebody starts, or, hey, this breaker wants to sponsor you. You know, as long as you guys stay true to the data, though, I'm good with it. I mean, hey, this guy's, yeah, he, hey, he pays our bills. But by the way, Breaker X is, price is terrible on this. It's not going to be left off in the future. But yeah, as long as it stays transparent, I, I think it's a useful service for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, to speak on that, we're currently working with PC sports cards and we're. Uh, oh, we did. I didn't know that. Are you really? That. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah, they're uh, we're advertising for them. Uh, just started a few days ago, actually. Uh, Mutual sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, we've been, they've been with us for years. Okay, I mean they are running a ninety-two percent payout uh, in February as a promo. So if you're looking to consign and you want to beat the fees on eBay, you're gonna do it if you consign with them in February. Look at you. PC promo sports cards. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, Who do you like better, Josh or Zach over at PC? <laughs> let's, let's, let's dig into this. <laughs> I actually only spoke with Josh, so uh, I'm gonna go with Josh on that. I will oh. say Zach is much nicer. <laughs> Josh is awfully full of himself. He they're, knows that. They're equally great guys. I only have good things to say about Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse, could, could I speak on uh, what, what you're talking about when the product was last updated and everything? Please, yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you go into the product pages uh, and there, there should be a graph uh, showing the prices, there are dates that uh, are displayed at the bottom that depict when the price was updated. Oh, so you can go in there and follow the graph to see when you guys last updated that price. Okay. That's, That's handy correct. then. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, By the way, one of my suggestions made it on there recently. Oh, yeah? I said, hey, it'd be cool to see the change in team pricing as things go because it's helpful. Oh, yeah. that, that part was actually selfish for me as a breaker. Hey, the Mets are 20% cheaper across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool, because they've been sitting in my breaks too. I need to adjust that pricing. I did see that recently too, like change of actual team pricing. So, I thought I, that was that was a great suggestion, and I've received very good feedback uh, since we introduced that. Do you tell people? Thank do you, you tell people that was that. my idea? Has, has that? <laughs> do you make sure you tell I, people that? <laughs> I I need you to do another thing, Nick. While you're at it, I need you to include also other comps like Pokemon and okay. non-sports That's stuff. Enough. I honestly do like that. Would actually be pretty helpful, like to have something like that to go to, like especially like I was looking at Star Wars breaks, like how guys were doing it, what they were charging, and it was like. You know, it would be nice to have something consolidated. So I, I'll encourage you to do that. Um, I am curious, though, as as you're running this, do you have personal opinions? Like, or have you noticed anybody who is, like, consistently most expensive or, I don't know. I, I don't know if that you're puts you in weird. Today. I like that. Well, Good yeah, you. I, I, I like to know. Y- yes, we, we have uh, noticed that some breakers are consistently more expensive. And uh, on the other hand, we kind of noticed that uh, there's a lot of breakers that are typically on the on the lower side as well. And some, you know, right around the average price is kind of where you want to be. Uh, and that's why we kind of list the average price so um, they don't get lost in, you know, just uh, lost in the mix of, uh, you know, 10 or up to 50, 60 names on a list. Do you... Will you call them out? Like, I mean, not you don't have to do it right now. I'm just asking, like, will you uh, use your social media to to call them out as far as like, hey, beware, these guys are notoriously higher? Or is it just do you have to do that the if you're posting speak? the price? 
Well, the only thing is, is like I've seen like when there was some controversy, it seemed like there was maybe like some more personal feelings getting involved in some of this as opposed to, um, I guess, like letting some of that negative feedback influence some of those posts. Sure. No, uh, no, we won't call out people unless, you know, they call out our data and we're, if we're wrong, we'll we'll admit it. Uh, But, you know, if they call us out, uh, we're going to come back and, you know, at them, you know, uh, aggressively, Um, you know, and we, uh, I think you're. Spe- I think you're speaking about the little Pullman situation uh, recently. Uh, he called us out on, on our data being wrong for his pricing, and we we came back at him with the facts, uh, screenshots um, uh, uh, of what the pricing actually was. But no, we're letting the pricing speak for themselves. Uh, uh, I believe in capitalism. People can charge whatever they want uh, if if they're priced too high. The the market isn't going to buy the the, pr- the the product, and this maybe this is coming from someone who is not as much of a diehard hobby guy. As far as like, I haven't been in it this for like decades, right? So from my point of view, someone coming in the last few years, when I see someone getting called out in posts, it makes me feel like that's a less professional like business. So oh really? It, oh yeah, absolutely. I disagree. I mean, like, I don't, I don't mind posting the, the accurate data or like, you know, if there have been questions, here's the information that you would want to know or to clarify any of those, you know, rumors out there. But when you start calling out people, to me, that is not something like, I, I don't know. I don't find it as professional. And I mean, I guess, say, I guess. I, and I don't even know who Lil Pullman is, by the way. I, and I wasn't even necessarily directly calling him out or anything like that. It's just more of a, like, hey, you're you're doing something that I think has long lasting sustainability, especially if you do an aggregate across the hobby, I would like to see you succeed. And that's just a personal take. Call him I, I really appreciate that <laughs> feedback. And yeah, I do, I do agree to, to an extent, but our business is based on data. And when you call out, you know, our data being wrong, I, I feel we need to, kind of strike back against that is kind of how I feel in that situation. But yeah, we, we don't want to get involved, you know, bickering, arguing with other breakers. It Sometimes it calls for it though. I, that's how I felt. Well, and I think like to Mike's point, like that's how the hobby guys have been. But I mean, you see like the big businesses coming in. You don't see any like big business coming in. I guess, but that. to be fair, like you just asked them a few times too. Like, do you want to call Do you want to name names? Like, do you want to call like, so no, I mean, no, no, I was asking if, if that is something he would do because it was more of a, I want to know if this is a business running this company or if this is like a personal person, like a personal feelings person running this company. No, this is a, this is a business. We're investing a lot of money in our technology. We're uh, in this uh, for the long all and uh you know to be profitable and uh also good. help out the community uh card collecting community at the same time good man that's why I, I want data i don't want emotion i want strict data and that's what you're providing so i, I like want it. both <laughs> there you go <laughs> cool. um hey nick thank you very much man for coming on we really do appreciate it especially last minute so um if you guys want to check out break cop break comp cards is the instagram handle they've got a, a website breakcomp.com uh, there's a little free promotion for you. Boom. Roasted. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Had fun. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thanks, See ya. 
All right, one guest to the next. So we go from break talk over. to Lance talk. I guess. Is he going to be? How fr- I wonder if Greg's just going to speak the whole thing in French. Did how you? Great I thought you be? did an interview with him before. I did once before. I don't think I did. Oh. Well, he's here now, so it'd be awkward okay. if I did. Hey, Greg, how are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, buddy. Are you muted? Guy's supposed to be a professional. <laughs> Literally just showed up in the room. Can't hear a word he's saying. I will say his hair is noticeably better than Nick's. Well, Nick didn't have his camera on. He did for a few seconds. He looked like a homeless person. No, I'm I, just kidding. Like, he looked great. I like that you forced him to turn his camera on, even though he didn't want to. Oh, boy. Still no software. You know what? I'll speak for Greg. Ask me how I'm doing. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. I'll play Greg. Say it. How are you doing? Parlez-vous français. Wee. See? Greg? It's because I was speaking French, so there. you guys oh, couldn't hear see? me. <laughs> That's I like why that. it was. Carlos automatically was like, nope. Grow, you know, in, in the words of Carlos, grow up, Greg. Speak American. Speak American. <laughs> Carlos's words, not mine. Uh, um, hey, Greg, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Lance Tot? You're very, very close. It's Longto. I was not close wasn't at all. Even in the same world. Longto. Okay. Well, I had to throw a compliment once I was here. Thank you guys for having me. It's a... Uh, it's not often that you can be invited on your favorite podcast, so I'm very happy to be here Aww. with you guys. We're leaving well, this part in, by the way. Here's the thing. Way. It's actually true. He shared with me like a screenshot of his Spotify or something. I think he's like in the smallest fraction of consistent listeners that I've seen. I should get a medal, like top 0.5% or something. Okay. okay with that. You know, I send him something. Okay. I got a send him the banana. <laughs> no, the banana, the banana is precious. It's got my name on it. Um, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. You are... Uh, French Canadian, and you are a hockey man. Is that correct? All those things correct about you? Uh, hockey fan, card collector, also podcaster, and yes, I am French Canadian. So I must uh, um, therefore say sorry for my accent here. Um, Don't you on the dare podcast. apologize! Don't my, you dare apologize! My grandma Giuseppe was French Canadian. Really? What was her name? Pauline. Was it also Long Talk? No one's ever been named Wonk Tot, so no, it wasn't that. But thank you. Just saying. Um, Greg, I love poutine. Just to get this started, I just want you to know that. And I love barbecue, so we're, uh, you know, Look at we're, we're made to be friends. It's a match family. made in heaven there. <laughs> I love this already. I'm not thrilled with this interview. I'm going to be honest with you. Here's this the is problem, my fault. Greg. I invited him on. I know. Here's the problem is uh, Mike literally only wants guys that he gets along with better than I would get along with. That's them. not true. No, oh, it's 100% this. true. Greg, um, talk to us about Connor. No, 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 not Connor. What's the dude's name? Greg Bedard. Bedard. Brian no, Bedard. Connor, I think Connor, Connor Bedard. the first time, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Connor Bedard, uh, generational talent. I know you guys uh, talked about it with Jeremy Lee a few weeks ago, and also uh, Jesse s- spoke about this young rookie. Actually, he's injured now, so his market kind of cooled off a little bit. But his first uh, his first professional rookie cards were just released yesterday with the release of OPG Hockey, and uh, his. Um, Young Guns, which is the most sought after, the equivalent of Prism or, uh, yes, in any other sport, or his top scrum rookie, uh, will be released on March 6th, just after he uh, is bound to be back on the ice for the Chicago Blackhawks. So it's it's a crazy market. It's the Bedard year, and it's creating a lot of opportunities for, uh, you know, different players, the best players in the league to, uh, you know, the, the markets are not growing because everyone wants to jump in the Connor Bedard market. Just like um, it's interesting to make a little parallel here with the the Wemby market in basketball world. Mm-hmm. You know, a generational talent coming in uh, creates a lot of different opportunities as well. So I am very curious. Do you ever use um, uh, Card Ladder? It's a tool we use all the time for comping cards. I use Card Ladder all the time. 
There you go. There's a little other promotion for them. But the reason I asked that is because they have a section called indexes where you can see individual sports or uh, other parts of the hobby and what they're yeah. doing. As of today, the one month change on that, it's it's actually down for hockey almost 14%. It's the lowest on there. And I'm wondering if there's any thought of, was it, you know, Bedard propping up that segment of the hobby for a while? Or is there something co- totally different that you would uh, attribute to that negative growth? Well, a lot of things happened, but since the beginning of the season, there there were a, some players, probably handful of players that had a, a great beginning to the season. Uh, I'm sure you heard about Jack Hughes, the beginning of the season. He was the, the top scorer in the NHL and his market went crazy. So people uh, went for his cards and that was back in September, October, beginning of November. And then he got injured. So, of course, his market cooled off. And now, even though we have um, Connor McDavid, who had a slow start to the season, he's the best player in the world, undoubtedly. Uh, But now he's doing very, very well. And Austin Matthews as well. But these guys are doing very well. But we expect them to be the best players in the league. So their markets are not growing. Because as well, like I said, people are probably budgeting. It's like... You know, money in the hobby that are being transferred from these markets. Some of people letting go of some Connor McDavid's cards or Austin Matthews cards, even though they're doing very, very well at the moment, just like I said, and uh, preparing to buy cases of Upper Deck Series 2 being released next month or even OP Cheetah was released yesterday. And uh, this market's going crazy. So that is my take on it. I might be wrong there, but from what I see and crazy amounts that are being prepared and thrown into this market for a generational talent like Bedard, um, like, like I said, it, it's interesting to, to see where the markets of the best players uh, in the league are going to end up in the, the playoffs come, come spring uh, after Bedard won't be part of it, obviously, because uh, his team is that last in the, in the hey, league. Hey, Greg, you talked too about like, so the comparison with Prism, obviously with Prism, especially in basketball, we saw like a, just, a, and even football too, we saw a crazy correction, right? Like it was all the hype. It's still the flagship rookie, but obviously pricing is a fraction of what it is. With Young Gun, just because I'm not real familiar, I mean, I know the card, but like print run, is that just a super printed card like Prism bases or is there a limit to the, to the actual print run of those? No, there's no limit. There was a, a change in the format this year where they introduced different parallels like number to 250 that was not there before. Okay. Uh, we have the exclusives that's number um, out to 100 and the high gloss numbered out of 10 and different parallels that are not numbered but rarer. But the, the, the common base young guns, it, it's just like the print run of any prism or a mosaic or a- any base rookie cards that we have that are what common currency to just you know buy and sell and like uh, pretty much everyone is doing in the hobby. What do you expect that Bedard PSA 10 comes out at? So let's say you know the product releases March 6th or March 8th, whatever you said. Three weeks later, the first PSA 10 hits the market of just the base version of that. What's the expectation? Three weeks price? later, what is this SGC? They're not getting it back that fast. <laughs> Yeah, unless they're paying, you know, Prime to be graded super fast by uh, by PSA. But uh, we're expecting, uh, and I know you spoke about it with Jeremy as well. But I'm I'm right there. The first copies are going to be sold on eBay at around a thousand Canadians. So what? That's seven seven fifty US. Uh, so let's do two point five on that, and what? Uh, yeah, two K USD probably for the first PSA ten copies. And they're probably going to cool off during the summer. And but 
right then when it's going to cool off, then his future watch that are numbered to uh, 999 copies and uh, all hard sign are going to be released uh, right in the middle of July. So his market is going to spike back up uh, with a rarer version and a more prestigious rookie card. So uh, with Opeachy that just released as of yesterday, right on the 7th, and then you've got next month, it looks like March 13th, you've got Upper Deck Series 2. If I was going to buy one of those, which would you suggest? You want to return an investment or you want to keep it sealed or what, what do you want to do? Ooh, can you answer for both? If I want to do return on investment, which one would you go with? Well, right now, return on investment. It, OPG is so cheap. It's what, around 100 US dollars for a hobby box right now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's still a loaded rookie class, but but art is taking so much space uh, in the 2023-24 rookie class that um, you know you, you get a return on investment. I think the base ones are selling today for about a hundred bucks, and the whole box is wow. uh, right around that price. So let alone all the these parallels that are uh, selling for a few hundreds, um, the thousands even uh, in the market, and that will go uh, in in my opinion until his young guns is released at the beginning of March. Um, the prices that we see for series two that will be released will be interesting to you know keep it sealed and probably sell it in three years. I don't think that at the price on release day it will be worth it to actually rip those boxes and try to chase that bedard if you hit it just well that that's name of the game guys right uh, if, if you hit it uh, you're gonna be one of the lucky few but if you don't uh, you'll probably uh, be a little bit disappointed there <laughs> the um, the series two at this point is there I don't know. Like, what? What's the big hit in there? I know Young Guns and Opeachy, but what is there anything? No, no, Young Guns is series two. Oh, you're Young Guns is series two. Yeah, and Opeachy is marquee rookies that have been a flagship rookie cards for you know decades there, Uh, and and it's a little bit you know if you see if you look at the design, it's a little throwback for you know vintage collectors. A lot of you know true collectors that are not let's say, quote-unquote, investors uh, like the Marky Rookie design. And they, you know, they love OPG. Uh, they have been enjoying that product for decades. But yes, this uh, in Series 2, these are young guns. And these are definitely the chase. Uh, unless we have some, you know, Easter egg in, in some cases. But that's, that's very, very rare. Now, I, I assume being as, as well-established Canadian that you are, 1979. <laughs> what does that mean? Because he lives in the yeah. country? Like, we just established it. Yeah. It's well established. 39 years now. Yeah. <laughs> well established. <laughs> well established as you are. You have heard of this case of 7980 Opeachy. Oh, yeah. That was Zagretsky. found. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that like as unbelievable as all the articles I've read seem to make it out to be? It is. It's a true wonder. Imagine the only parallel we could make, and I. I know I'm not comparing one market to another, but imagine that, you know, known to men, because that's what we think, that this case of 1979 OPG uh, would be the only sealed case left. So imagine the price or how collectors would love to put their hands on, let's say, the last 1986 FLIR sealed case. Yeah. So you you don't want to rip that open. It's just a true wonder to actually find to have the, the, these boxes at, at the time, you wouldn't even find boxes or cases that were even rarer. So uh, it, it 
this case is a true piece of collection and I fully understand anyone who uh, wants to buy that or will bid on it. Um, at first, uh, when it was put on the market with uh, Heritage Auction, um, they thought it would go to probably 2 2.5 million. And now we're expecting that it would be probably over 3.5 at the end of the wow. auction. When does it close, Greg? Do you know? Uh, I think it's in two weeks, at the end of February. Yeah. I'm hey, what's that thing over your shoulder? There's some skull behind you. What am I looking at? Yeah, here? man. Is that it, a caribou? Was, uh, <laughs> no, it's a deer. It's yeah, a deer. No. That's a deer? That's a yeah, big deer. The size of that skull. freaking deer. How many points is that? Holy crap. Did you kill that yourself? <laughs> no, I no, I never kill an animal myself. <laughs> but I like you, that. But you're thinking about it. I got that. a bunch of deer in my front yard. That is the biggest freaking deer skull I've ever seen in my life, by the way. It's, uh, I think it's from like British Columbia or something. BC, sure. No, well. Yep. Where is uh, Re Regina? Regina? How do you pronounce? I'm gonna. Regina is <laughs> okay. uh, kind of in the middle of Canada. It's, it's in the in middle Saskatchewan. of Saskatchewan. Okay, that's yep. where they they found this box. Um, it is currently at 1.675 million, uh, yep. over two million with buyer's Buyer premium. premium, and this will continue. What's it's got 16 days left. Yep, so, two weeks. So here's my yeah. fun hockey story for you, Greg. The chief. Bought all the drinks at my wedding, at my reception in 2008. That's yeah, I remember you telling that on the podcast. <laughs> See, and he would know. That's a deep cut. That, that's, that's why I said you it. Know. I know I've that said that before. Test. Jesse doesn't have wow. any idea who that is, and it makes me happy. And I remember, uh, I you I know, every every single time I go to the Toronto Sport Card Expo, which is… Always looking for my Bobby. Hockey Wonderland. I'm looking for a Bobby. You know, I've messaged you, uh, uh, but they're so rare, so tough to find, man. It, it's I know. Just... I, I, that, that is back on my list. I kind of cooled for a while because I was like, man, they're starting. It was weird. Everything else was coming down so much. Even like Brady, Jordans, all the goats were coming down. But Bobby was staying so much higher still. For the first time I've noticed, it's a little slower now than it's been in, in times past. Like I, at this point, I think I could buy a PSA 5 for like 6,000-ish. I would be yeah. on that. I want that yeah, card before course. he dies. I got a savage jersey signed to my kid from him. I, I I would like to get a nice rookie card to put away though. I'm not a Boston Bruins fan, but I mean the, these you know pieces of collection are just true wonders. It's uh you know I I would also like to add a Bobby you know Bobby or Auto to my collection. I'm not there yet on the budget for now, but uh, we'll we'll see where it goes and. Mike, I promise if I ever come across one of these, um, you know, rookie autos of Bobby Orr, you'll be the first to know. Oh, you're talking rookie auto. I'm just talking straight rookie now. I want the rookie auto. I think I'm priced out. Like a PSA 5, just straight rookie is like six, 7,000 bucks. I don't even know what the autos are doing anymore. Yeah, I, I gave up. I gave up the chase on the autos now. I'd like to find one, but I would have to get such a beat up card. I was like, man, I'd rather just have a nicer copy of the card. But then that's an easier task. Not saying it's easy, <laughs> but it's a little bit easier. I might I, be able to find that for you. I look forward to your next email. Greg, if you don't mind <laughs> keeping an eye out for a Emilio Estevez signed Mighty Ducks card for me, sure, that would be great as well. Yep. So just that, would, that would also be great for my PC, but I, I, I will let you in on it for sure. Jesse. Is Mighty Ducks the thing in Canada? I'm just curious. I mean, pe people are, it, it's still a thing in California. I was there to to watch a Ducks game a couple of weeks ago. And I can tell you that there's as much uh, jerseys from that movie than there are for the actual team in the stands. That's which is so kind of fun. Funny. Charlie Conway. People love him. Man. Charlie Conway. Johnny, Adam Hall. Johnny Busick. Adam Hall. Banks as well. What did you just say? A lot say? of these jerseys. Think about that. Chief. No. Say the last name again. <laughs> Busick? Me? 
But, but no, but he's uh, he's over here. He's over here butchering the Chiefs' name, which I don't appreciate. So Johnny Busick. No, that's what I said. I said Busick. Busick. Definitely didn't say. Terrible uh, person. Greg, thank you so much yeah, for last coming minute, on the show. Man, hey, thanks for jumping on. Where, if guys want to listen to some more hockey and more awesome Greg takes, where do they go to listen? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. It's Card Show, but in French, so it's Show the Carte, C A R T E S. And uh, yeah, I publish my content there. We're aired on the local radio here. So it's a, it's a pretty fun be- venture to be on. And uh, once again, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to discuss hockey with you. I know, Mike, uh, it's not your favorite topic, but uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm here. Dude, I was such a hockey guy growing up. I moved to Tennessee and it died. That's it. Well, oh, the I'll, Preds I'll games are pretty cool, man. I, I was there, uh, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago in the Preds in Nashville? games. Are, yes, I was there. Yeah, I, we during talked the crazy this snowstorm. It was during the snow thing. This is bullcrap. It's like when we were all trapped. Should have come into the studio. Yeah. yeah well, I, I every everyone was uh, you know oh, trapped no, we home. Were, the, the city was closed down. I had oh, to drive the day he to was Atlanta leaving to take a flight because everything was closed down. That the, makes sense. The day he was leaving, we were coming back from the cabin. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. Next time. Two great guests in one day. What is this? One of the top 250 sports podcasts in America? Absolutely it is. You can go and check the charts for that. Uh, Before we end the show, we are going to do our weekly pickups sponsored by PWCC Weekly Auctions. And then we'll hit mailbag real quick. Mike, did you have anything in particular that you were going after this week? I have a few. I'm torn on one of these cards. 2001, my set, The Sign of the Times. I already have the Drew Brees as a 9-5-10 rookie. It's an awesome card. However, there is a PSA 10 of the gold version, number to 25. I would imagine this is going to go for like, man, I, I would think two to 3,000. I, I really Whoa. don't even know. I'm going to bid on it just because it's my set, and I'm like, eh, if I can get it, I can get it. I think I'm going to get outbid by a monster amount, but I am the high bidder on that for the time being. Very cool. Uh, I'm back to the wax game, man. I got that wax last week. I was excited about it. And I got it for a pretty good deal. So I'm back to doing that. A lot of just individual boxes. And I've decided, I was talking about this in a live last night, 2022. I'm starting to go back and focus on 2022 baseball for this reason. 2023 class is amazing. And it's taken so much attention away from 2022. Also, Wander, who at one point was the number one guy there. He was number two as of last season behind J-Rod from the 2022 class. He's fallen off. And I feel like people have almost like started to write off 2022 and just not remember how great it was. But there's a bunch of tier one. I think there's some uh, some Bowman product as well. There's a few individual boxes. I didn't see any cases. But I'm starting to buy in again on the 2022 class. J-Rod, Witt, Torkelson, uh, O'Neill Cruz, Royce Lewis, Spencer Strider, Suzuki even. Uh, Duran for the Sox is kind of a quiet little sleeper there. So I am bidding on a bunch of those boxes as well. Kind of like last week. If I can win two to three, I'd be very happy. So we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, I started going through a few of the sport and non-sport things. Because what I found from last week was like, it, I don't, I hate saying ideas that I think people are going to go and take, but I don't know how many there were that uh, cards that sold for $5, which is the minimum selling price on here. But there were at least 30 because that's about how many I got. Uh, not just non-sport, but sport cards too. So if you guys don't necessarily care about the grade, you like a specific card and you're just looking to get, you know, that player up, or you just want it more for like an art piece. You're not looking to make a big investment, go and just do a search because there are some of these things. Like if it, I think the, one of the rules is like, if it does not sell, I think PWCC may just get to keep it or something. So for five bucks for a graded card of a player that you like, 
I don't know. It seems like a no-brainer to I me. I still think the cheap stuff is like there's there's a market there where that cheap stuff sells oh, consistently that, cheap enough where I, I think going to buy a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. That's so I, over the last two weeks, I'm like up almost 80 cards now. I think 78. Um I am continuing to do that this week. A lot of non-sports stuff too. And I um I continue to keep an, a reminder on my phone now of like Sunday evening, just double check and see like where I'm at with some of these things because I've been losing out on a couple of them that I didn't want to. Mario has been a bigger focus on uh focus for me this week just because I've been seeing these things pop up specifically from like this 2022 Panini Super Mario uh set I didn't even know existed. I think that's pretty cool. I do think we're going to see more and more of either Panini, Fanatics, and Leaf get into some of these non-sport categories. Speaking of, 2024 uh, Pop Century apparently is going to be coming out before too long. At least they're going to start uh, marketing it a little bit more. So I'm excited to hear that as well. So yeah, I'm looking at a few of these items. Uh, There's a 1980 Top Star Wars Empire Strikes Back sticker. It's like really colorful, really pops. I'm like... At 50 bucks right now on it, I'm hoping it's a PSA 10. I hope it doesn't go over 100, but I may spend up to that much. Um, so those are the things I'm looking at as well. Uh, that is your weekly pickups sponsored by PWCC. Thank you very much, guys. Actually, before we jump into mailbag, there's one quick note I wanted to make. It is about Panini's NFT release that comes out tomorrow, Friday. This is going to be a first of its kind because this is the very first time they are doing WWE wrestling cards. The, again, these are NFT, so you know, keep that in mind. But that being said, if you have not checked the Panini NFT market, it is absolutely insane right now. Um, they are doing first off the line tomorrow, and I believe there's only 7,000 packs. They release at 10 a.m. Central on Panini's blockchain website. Go check it out. They will be sold out in probably less than five minutes, if I had to guess. Regular packs come out the following Wednesday, the 14th, at also 10 a.m. But keep that in mind. Uh, Again, it's a very hot product. They are going to be giving us a few packs that I'll be doing a live and doing a giveaway for all you guys. So um, if you guys can't get any or they get sold out before you get a chance to get your hands on them, keep that in mind, too. All right. Now, I think it's time we get into mailbag. Mailbag? We have a lot of mailbag as you, I don't know what it is, but guys have really been on fire with the questions, comments, all that good stuff. So thank you guys for filling up mailbag, both Instagram and Facebook. Let's go ahead and hit the Facebook first. Michael Cianfrone says, do you think the recently announced Netflix documentary on the Red Sox will impact the price of current or former players? I don't. I mean, this is kind of still leeching off of the, um, Oh, what was the name of the, the Bulls one that oh, took over the world? Uh, the Last Dance. Last Dance. I, I just think that came and went. I don't think it has any impact now. Yeah. It does seem like unless it is a absolutely monumental shift in documentary style or something like that, it probably wouldn't do anything. Um, Mike Pirelli. How many... Oh God, how many mics could a Mike Geo mic if a Mike Geo could Mike Geo? Yeah. Did you, did you think about the number, though? I just answered it. Yeah. Hayes Chandler Hudson, why don't they just serial number all SP and SSP cards? It's not a- I actually don't mind. It's kind of a fun chase without it. So I'm okay with that part. And the serial number thing to me is not played out, but it's abundant enough. I don't mind SSP. Like the him in certain best, I'm good with not being numbered. Well, I think kind of to your point earlier about like maybe they've thought about it and purposely choose not to. Uh, Sean commented on his 
question saying, because I assume it would give away the true number of how many are actually out there, which could affect the pricing if they thought there were more than what they actually. Sure. That's fair. Yeah, could be. Uh, Brandley Aaron Muse, what is the most petty thing you have done, seen done, or had happened to you in the card world? The most petty? I mean, we've had some pretty brutal interactions on social media because of our takes on this show. I'd say that's probably as bad as it gets. And then people backing out on card deals, like, hey, a guy goes, we, we agree to a deal on Tuesday. On Wednesday, that guy goes crazy and has a great game or something happens, they back out of a deal. Like, I've seen that happen both ways, whether I'm buying the card or if I sold a card and the guy broke his leg. Oh, by the way, yeah, mom's in the hospital tonight. It's like, no, the, the guy broke his leg, so his car. <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of that petty bull crap. Um, there was actually one dealing that we had that uh, was with someone who wanted to sponsor the show, had a conversation with them. And then there was some, we talked about a story that was just fact. We didn't really give much opinion. Um, but the very good conversation I had with the them. And then... After this, not only did they not respond back, like things were very good moving forward. They like, I was just like checking back in like, Hey, just wanted to check in. Didn't hear anything back. Not a response. Two times. I think I replied back like, Hey, just checking back in. Never heard a response. And this isn't like a mom and pop. This is like a very big multi-million to billion dollar company. Multi-billion. Yeah. So that's anyway. interesting. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was we still very, never, heard, yeah. never heard a single word. It was very, uh, you know, that, that was a little petty. I'm not going to lie. Um, next, let's go over to the Instagram real quick. Mike, the beast Benson says every week with this guy, you I know, know but buddies with him, but no, just, okay. just pulling random. What multiple patch and or multiple on card auto cards are you guys currently hunting? The multiple patch. I mean, currently, this is one I've been chasing for years and years. I don't know that I'll ever buy it. I want to say it was like 2015, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. Immaculate did a triple auto on-card acetate. It's a vertical card of Bird, uh, Dr. J, and Magic, similar to their rookie. I would love to get that card. It's just, I, I think I've missed the opportunity too many times on that one, sadly. Oh, really? Dang. Um trying to think there are actually a few patches that I was wanting to get out of the pop century. They've got like star-studded swatches. Um, there was one that we pulled recently of Charlton Heston. I thought it would have been really cool. I, after I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. I'll bid on it if I can find one. Uh, let's see. So, oh, this is something that we never, we didn't have time to talk about. Um, CT Elridge says the LeBron Brawny one of one auto was apparently pulled this week. Do you sell it or hold it? Sell it. <laughs> yeah. That was, someone made that point of like, some are thinking this could be a $50,000 card, and yet you can get like a LeBron Jordan auto card for less than Fraction that. of that. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm not saying anything to like Bronny as, as a basketball player. I, maybe he'll be great. Some people don't think he's all that great. But it just doesn't like, even if he is, he hasn't proved anything yet. So Yeah, I mean, people are also getting so fascinated in the, hey, LeBron's back to signing. Yeah, but he's going to be signing going forward. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to diminish his other cards, like the exquisite, the upper deck stuff back in the day. But I don't think it's go. I do think it will negatively impact the new stuff when they start pumping them up pretty regularly. Uh, the Hobbies PhD wants to know, what's the biggest mistake you hobby newcomers make other than not listening to the pod? Oh, he's asking this question more for anybody else. I mean, I think they get caught up listening to other people. Like, I, I just don't know a lot of people who put out content who are also active in the hobby. 
PCing, buying, selling, grading, breaking. Like that's why I'm always very selective of who I actually listen to. Because even though there's some guys who I think are good and entertaining, I'm like, yeah, but if they don't really know what they're, if they don't do it actively, I don't really have a lot of interest in what they have to say. Why would I? So I do think you got to be careful there. Um, Mike Molesky from the Facebook. Actually, I would like to know if this is a fact. Um, he says, hi, Mike and Jesse. Early indications are that series one base card production will be down about 20% in 2024 versus 2023. But there seem to be many more parallels. This is probably a good thing. What do you guys think about it? Probably. It's always going to be the balance too. Like then they'll go, go back. Hey, we need to make inserts a little more rare. There'll be more base. Oh, the more base. There'll be... It's a, it's a constantly changing thing. I happen to think this is probably a good thing. I think the that point is dead on as far as like, I don't know if there's ever an end-all be-all answer to how to produce cards as far as the Always amount. changing. It does seem like a balancing act every single product they put out. Uh, let's see. Oh, Zeppi really was pushing this question, so I'll get it out there. I Zeppi, Zeppi. Borelli. Uh, he got into some pop century breaks recently. I appreciated that. He says, for that. I know. Any idea why some prospects aren't in multiple Bowman products? I have noticed Evan Carter and Colt Keith are limited to their first. Uh, he says Keith has one in certain 23. Then you have guys in every single Bowman product. I have been trying to acquire more Carter parallels, but I have been limited to Panini or pro debut slash heritage. Yeah, Evan Carter is an interesting example. Him I can speak to a little bit. We just started seeing him show up as a rookie in a lot of the non-licensed stuff or a prospect. But then starting in Series 1 this year, he's going to have his flagship rookie, and I think he's going to be in everything 2024. But I don't I don't know the rhyme or reason with some of those guys. Another guy, Jack Leiter. Like, Al Leiter's son hasn't really been in anything, but then he'll show up a, a couple here and there. So it's it's a weird thing. Uh, let me see. Columbia Cards. What is one thing Panini could have done to stop the Fanatics takeover? Sign bigger deals with the Players Association would have been one of them, right? Yeah, that's a... I mean, I don't think... And I don't think that would necessarily have stopped it. That's just... Yeah, I think the, the fact is whoever came in with the largest checkbook promising the most was going to win that. Of course. Which how things work. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really know what else they could have done either. Like, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, that it, it's an interesting question to to think over. But honestly, like at the end of the day, yeah, whoever has the most money typically wins in a lot of those. Right, last one for me. I'm done. My my throat is toast. Yeah. No, all good. Four. You've, I have. A, great, I'm gonna have a way. battery in my throat today. Four bottles of this alkaline water in an hour and a half. I think alkaline is like neutral. That's that's supposed to be more like a neutral water. So it's Alkaline not- batteries. <laughs> Ask your question. J-Rock. I don't want to argue about this for God's sakes. <laughs> you know Jesse when I comment back doesn't mean we have to argue about it. There you go. JRock2217. Do you recommend buying the card cleaning kits to prep your cards for grading? I don't. I never used them. I, some might be good. I have no idea. Is it tampering? Is it not? I, I don't know. I don't use them, so I don't really. I have never done enough research to be honest. To your point in the past, you don't typically have much of an issue, like a wipe down or something like that. I do that all myself. Yeah. A, a trimming, obviously, that oh, would that's be a totally different. Totally story. different. Yep. Even though I've seen some of those kits that include trimming materials, but what about this? If you see a corner that's like raised just slightly, it, do you push it down? I've never actually tried to, but I mean, I would. I would. Yeah, right? I mean, if something I can just change myself, 
Like I think some Without guys too tools? Would, like would put it under like a heavy like a paperweight type thing too. They've done that. Yeah, especially guys like if that. there's like a curve in it or something like that. I mean, you're still going to get a little bit of a ding on it anyways because the corner, if you push it back down, is going to be creased or have some sort of an impact. But would it increase your grade without you actually altering the card? I'd have no problem with that. Yeah, trimming is such like a or uh, altercation is such a funny definition because obviously there's we typically don't approve of any kind of alteration. However, definitions of that vary from person to person, obviously. Correct. Um, all right, guys, thank you very much. We couldn't get to everybody's questions. Save them for next week. Uh, we do appreciate uh, everybody reaching out, though. There you go. That's your show. You want, you want me to do it? Close yeah. it. Close Let me it. Go ahead and hit them. Guys, thank you again. This has been Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, sponsored by Spotify. Powered, Powered by, Spotify. by Spotify. Both. We thank you so much. We'll be back on Monday. We love you. Have a great Goodbye. weekend.